0: Oh, do your best Doc Brown saying Marty.
1: Marty! That's pretty good. What's yours?
0: Marty! Oh shit. Do your best uh Marty saying
1: Ah Doc Oh that's okay. You don't even have to like tell me. Yeah. Oh come it. on Doc. I
0: don't know, I was like Mark Wahlberg.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: this is heavy, Doc.
1: That's pretty good. That's really? really good, yeah. Great Scott.
0: This woman to watch movies, and do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Wife Watches. I'm your host, Jason, and I have with me, as always, ever present, is the subject of this podcast, my wife, Courtney. Hello. We had a couple people reach out to our podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. Did you know this? No.
0: Uh, First off, I'm going to play an audio excerpt that uh, Elliot Morris sent us.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Speaking of those Academy
1: Awards, I actually attended those Academy Awards in person when Billy Crystal hosted. Remind me to tell you the story. It was a good time. Um, I will say Charlize Theron was strikingly beautiful, Um, Benicio Del Toro was nice, and so was Sean Astin.
0: Okay, I have a couple questions about (laughs) this whole thing. Yeah, me too. Elliot, you talk like you talk like you like went to a party with Sean Astin. Yeah, and we, we
1: need a lot more information. Do you just
0: mean that you like them giving speeches or like you saw near... Like what, what is the context with it? This is, you're kind of just throwing this out like kind of like a little humble brag. I, I, don't, I need yeah. some more information. Yeah,
1: we're very curious. Yeah.
0: Do you remember when I told you that I knew someone who had written out uh, a scripture in Elvish? <laughs> yes. Well, according to listener Peter Gilbert, that was... Actually, that he was only translating scriptures into what this guy called pseudo-Elvish. So he was just replacing English letters with Elvish characters, (laughs) not actually the Elvish language.
1: Somehow even more nerdy.
0: Wesley Dalton also wanted to chime in that uh, this is about the the great Crystal of the Black Pearl debate.
1: Our eternal debate? Yeah,
0: but like, okay, so he says he agrees with you and Ryan.
1: Okay, good start.
0: He said, let them know they're right. But however, I had to remind him that I wasn't hating on the ride itself, just that the built in love for the ride wasn't a surefire justification for a hundred million dollar movie.
1: I disagree, but okay.
0: I feel like a lot of his like, I'm on your side, meaning you, Courtney and Ryan, yeah. was a lot of him like thinking I was like really shitting on the ride, which it's- No,
1: I don't think it's you were kind shitting. kind
0: of a whatever ride.
1: I don't think you were shitting on the ride. Okay. I,
0: I am know. kind of, but- Okay, it's that's not a, di- a whatever that's a ride. Thing. That's a different like discussion. <sighs> Dear Lord. I'm just saying, his support for you, I think, is under like a misinterpretation of what the actual debate was.
1: Okay. <laughs> we can't get into it, or it'll take another hour.
0: Listeners, weigh in. What movie are we watching tonight?
1: We are watching Back to the Future 2. Is that what it's called?
0: Part 2.
1: I hate when they do that. Why? Because like the first one was not part one.
0: Um, I used to make like special consideration in my mind of when something would be part 2 or 2 or when they would use the numerical or the roman numeral.
1: Do you remember when you fi- like you first picked up on like what the format was for like roman numerals? Oh yeah. And you're like I got it now.
0: So this is something a little bit different. I don't think we're going to do like a full on episode for both of these sequels, but kind of like a little tack on to what we did last time. This is like going into we're watching part 2 tonight, but we'll also watch part 3 and then I'll kind of do my usual interrogation after we finish three. Because these are kind of of a piece. What do you know about the Back to the Future sequels?
1: Not really anything because I told you kind of what I knew about all three of them, I guess, because I didn't realize there was a third one. So I really just know what I haven't seen. I know this next one is in the future. The third one is a Western. Hmm. I think this one's in the future, the second one.
0: Well, I I don't want to spoil it, but like, what do you... You had them all jumbled in your head and you probably like shaved off expectations of these two from what you already saw in the first one.
1: Right. Hoverboards, old Biff, old dad, I think, old parents. But I'm not sure. I don't know.
0: Like I told you, I saw all these basically like back to back. And I have not watched these in five years. These movies were hotly anticipated because the first one was a huge hit. And Robert Zemeckis is back directing both. He had just, in between these and the first one he had directed who framed Roger Rabbit which was also a huge hit but yeah so these are kind of of a piece like much more connected as one longer story the is first the one the second one, one the third one part 3 it is
1: that's fine we just should have we just should have labeled the first one part 1 retroactively i mean you can go back and do that
0: a little recap of last week. Do you remember what happened pretty well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Doc comes from the future and he gets in the car with Jennifer. Mm -hmm. So
0: this movie will pick up like straight away from that. In fact, they basically had to refilm the ending of that because, as we talked about, the actress who played Jennifer in the first movie had to be recast.
1: That's a real shame.
0: Isn't that sad for she's her? She's
1: really cute.
0: I, she doesn't get a lot to do in these movies, I so know, I don't think of her. but
1: last week I was curling my hair with a curling iron mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, and I just wanted her hair. I tried to make it like that. Kind that didn't work, but yeah. Big? That's like what I wanted was like
0: Can Jennifer's
1: you ha- hair, you know? <laughs>
0: So they had to refilm the ending of that sequence.
1: With a new Jennifer or what?
0: Yes, with Elizabeth Shue.
1: My cousin's cousin, (laughs) Elizabeth Shue. (laughs) That's right.
0: The year is 1989.
1: The year you were born.
0: This is a good year. George Herbert Walker Bush is president. Did you know that was his full name?
1: I don't know if I did. I did know it was H.W.
0: Isn't it weird that he was just George Bush for a long time? And then now we have to make a distinction because George W. Bush. Yeah. Do you know what the number one song was that came out?
1: Time After Time. It was like a summer song. Was it Whitney Houston? No. Oh, okay. What was it?
0: When I See You Smile by Bad English. Batman was the top grossing movie of the year.
1: You love Batman. 89. I do love Batman.
0: The Cosby Show and Roseanne were the top TV shows.
1: Those both aged poorly. Right? <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is weird. Um, this was also the year of Tiananmen Square protests. Ted Bundy was executed this year. of Americans had passports, and only 50% of the U.S. had 911 service.
1: What? (laughs) Yeah.
0: The Simpsons debuted this year. Did you know that they're that old?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I was just listening to that on a podcast the other day.
0: Are you a Simpsons kid? Did you ever watch The Simpsons?
1: No, we weren't allowed to, but my brothers did. Against my mom's wishes.
0: Did I tell you that Simpsons was okay, but like Seinfeld was briefly outlawed in my house growing up? Oh, interesting. Up? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it must have just been because my mom saw something and was just like, you can't watch that, and then forgot about it. Yeah. Because then just a few years later, arbitrarily, Seinfeld was on, and I kind of just was watching it. My mom walked in the room and had clearly forgotten she'd <laughs> yeah. said anything like you, you would. Okay, I guess this is fine now. I think that was the first time I realized that parents just kind of arbitrarily make up (laughs) stuff. Do you remember in the 90s there was like a Uh Bart Simpson? Oh man, troublemaker, don't be like Bart Simpson. Sega Genesis came out this year. So did the Nintendo Game Boy.
1: When I say Sega Genesis... Sega! What character do you think of?
0: Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: Absolutely, right?
0: Yeah, he's like Sega's Mario.
1: What other games are Sega? Is there a boxing one?
0: Probably. I played a lot of Street Fighter
1: oh maybe that's what i was thinking of
0: yeah did you have a game boy
1: i didn't but my cousin i mean my brother and my cousins did
0: i remember my sister had one she only had pocahontas and we just played that (laughs) over and over it was really hard (laughs) that was that was something about like older nintendo systems that they kind of ironed out by the super nintendo but some games were very hard
1: interesting my brother wasn't allowed to bring the game boy to church and my cousin too
0: top names of the year oh let me
1: guess do we have a chelsea no do we have a britney yes do we have a taylor no kelly no anna no
0: jessica ashley amanda sarah uh, and then Michael, Chris, Matthew, Joshua, and David. That's a just that's our age. That's, that's everyone I grew up with.
1: Okay, we're we're squarely in 1989. We're
0: right there. Do you have any questions going into the movie?
1: No, I'm very excited. Do you
0: have any predictions?
1: I predict we're going to be in the future. Okay. We're going to meet Marty's kids. I wonder if there'll be two Marty's. Is he going to see himself?
0: Well, that's the, one of the things is you. Can't interact with yourself, or you know, I know, like, but cause a problem. what
1: if he sees him? Maybe that's the conflict.
0: Uh, I don't
1: okay, know. let's go watch
0: Okay, okay. Here we go. All right, we're back.
1: <laughs> yes, we are.
0: All right, a little a full, uh, up front, full disclosure. <laughs> it's been a little bit since we've actually watched both.
1: It's been about a movies. month and a half, maybe longer. Right.
0: Um, so what did we watch a month and a half ago, maybe longer
1: back to the future two and three, sorry, back to the future, part two and part.
0: Do, do you remember what happened?
1: They go back to the f- actual future. They okay. go to the future. Yeah.
0: I, I guess they're not going back to the future because they are not, re- they don't, need, <laughs> they don't need to, they, need to they return. They never started there. Right. Yeah.
1: Marty has this great idea that he's going to pick up a sports almanac and he's going to go back and make all these bets. Then Doc says no. Can I ask you a
0: question? Did the term sports almanac hold something in your brain already from this movie? No. I honestly don't know if those are actual things outside of this movie. Are sports almanacs just an actual. (laughs) Like, I I know there are almanacs and it would stand to reason there'd be a sports one.
1: Yeah. But,
0: like, I wouldn't have known those two words belong together without this movie. (laughs) Did you? You recalled that name as if you'd like known <laughs> that that was like the title of a thing as if we had like I just like got a book, my head like in the game. shelf with them okay
1: I mean because I too knew what an almanac was so that's kind sports of sports
0: related or otherwise
1: <laughs> right yeah they go to the future Biff follows them from the present I guess and he picks up the almanac and he does what Marty wanted to do the whole world kind of shifts and is that his son in Vegas that like...
0: Yeah, no, they're in the same... They're, it's the same city, but it's an, it's an alternate 1985.
1: Oh, it's not Vegas. Weird.
0: <laughs> he is their like, um, stepdad. Because in the alternate 1985, George McFly has died and he's married Lorraine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is 1985. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he's the same... So Marty's the same age as regular teenage Marty. Because
0: Biff had gone back to 1955 and given right. al- give himself the almanac.
1: So yeah, there's a lot of chaos with that.
0: Did you know that they modeled that version of Biff Tannen and probably Biff in general, but especially that one after, can you guess, what celebrity? Um, (laughs)
1: Donald Trump? Yep. Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah. They realize what happened with the Almanac. They go back to 1955.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Sorry, it's been a little while. allowance
0: is given, yeah.
1: <laughs> they go back to 1955. They do the whole, like, then he's trying to, like, not make his other past self seen. Because
0: he can't interrupt what he already did in 1955. Yeah,
1: or else that disrupts the timeline. At the very end, Doc shows up with the, with the DeLorean. He's about to pick Marty up. And then the DeLorean gets hit by lightning. And he goes far, far away, which yeah. leads us into part three where an goes FBI to- agent kind of, well, this is still part two. An FBI agent or something shows up and it's like, are you Marty McFly? And he gives them the note from Doc Brown. And so then they go back to 1885. 1885. Yeah. I think I liked part three better than I liked part two. Interesting. So- I thought part three was a fun departure. Uh, yeah, he goes back to 1885. There's the whole situation with... The car and getting the Delorean to work. What is the what is the 1885 Biff's name? Yeah, Mad, Mad Dog Doug Tannen. Tannen.
0: Uh, the Blank Check podcast has like talked about how with these two sequels, Biff was just like a bully in the first one. You know? Yeah. And they have now made it so with like part two and three that he's like some cosmic force where every generation there's a Biff and he's <laughs> the same person and he's out to terrorize the McFlies.
1: That's what's so fun about it.
0: <laughs> if there's ever a McFly, there's always a Biff r- relative to terrorize them.
1: Do you know what's funny about that is like that's how your brain works when you're a kid, kind of. I used to fill up notebooks with the same story, but it would be generations and I would draw pictures of the same people, but it would be a different person and I would show like my drawings would be like they fall in love, they get married, they have kids, their grandparents, and then it starts over with the same kind of drawings of people. I would just well, fill up notebooks like that when I, I was feel like. like this eight. Is also,
0: kind of informed by maybe these movies too, but I always imagine like your ancestors looking just like you. <laughs> yeah. Which like they all look like Michael J. Fox, except explicitly for his dad, yeah, which is Crispin Glover. There's I have, there's actually kind of a reason for that. What I'll, is I'll it? Well, I'll tell you about it.
1: So they have the thing with the teacher who is one of my favorite people. I did not know that. Mary Steinberg.
0: That's probably right.
1: She's married to Ted Danson. Yes. Clara. Teacher Clara where she originally the teacher had fallen off a cliff but uh, Doc <sighs> saves her. And so the whole story changes. Yep. Um, they kind of have their love affair the thing with the train, they figure out how to get the DeLorean to work with enough momentum. That and part's great too. It is. It is.
0: They these movies are really good at like really making just like you're just like Ugh. Please just get... Yeah. Don't mess this up. It yeah. It, there's a lot of tension in the action sequences. Like the <laughs> yeah. whole thing on the train, like things keep blowing up and then they're barely hanging on.
1: Yeah. I really like her. They all get where they're supposed to go.
0: Wow. I'm pretty. That's pretty impressive that you have all that locked in there.
1: Oh, yeah. I, see, I remember the third one more than I remember the second one. What
0: did you think of both of them overall?
1: Not as good as the first. Okay. Never. But pretty good sequels. Okay. Um, I feel like we always discuss... Sequels are things that like elaborate on the original, Mm -hmm. which these kind of do. I mean, not the third one, not as much as the second one.
0: As a trilogy, it's a little uneven, and I can kind of, I actually kind of figured out why that was. Oh, go on. Obviously, the first one was a smash hit, so they're like, we got to get, we got to get sequels, right? So originally, uh, Bob Gale, Robert Zemeckis' writing partner, he had come up with an idea of going to the sixties, so that Marty would end up being in the sixties with uh, George and Lorraine. Okay. They ended up scrapping that and coming up with a three-act structure, which has now like morphed into these two movies. Okay. Which was Act 1, go to 2015. Act 2, go back to 1955 to undo everything that Biff had done. And then Act 3 would be go to the West. Okay. And as they were like plotting it out, they were like, we kind of have a lot of story. So they bumped Act 3 to its own movie. Which is why I think... I feel like the pacing is a little, I feel like two is like jam packed. They're yeah. going to the future. Then they go to an alternate reality. Then they go to 1955. It's like going all over the place. But then movie three is just the West.
1: Oh my gosh. I just realized they never go back to Marty and Jennifer's house um, where they have like kids.
0: Well, it's because they fixed whatever doc wanted them to go there for.
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Marty found out that his future was kind of messed up because he got into like a drag race. And got into a car wreck.
1: Yes, okay.
0: That was another thing too is they didn't really have anything for Marty's character to do. Yeah. And so they introduced this element that's not in the first movie at all really. Where if someone calls him a chicken, he is—it's like he is brainwashed into I have—I now have to do whatever they're telling me. I'm That's too right. chicken to do. That was all set up just for to have him have something to do in two and three. So, <laughs> so like I—I I, I know what you mean. Like I like two and three a lot, but like I used to kind of have them all on even footing a bit. Maybe even elevating two. Whoa! Like this is back when I first watched them. Right. But now that I think I understand a bit more about story structure, setup, and payoff. The first one is just like...
1: It's the best. It's just
0: untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, the second one feels a little sloppy, Uh but I still really... I like... Here's what I like a lot about part two. I really like revisiting uh, the events of the first movie from a different context. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I was like, when we were watching it again, that it reminded me a lot of how successfully Avengers Endgame does the same thing. Oh, yeah. That's kind of funny that they did this like 30 years ago. That they're like, well, you know, you like the first movie so much. Instead of trying to like replicate what the first movie did, let's just literally go back, revisit the first movie. That element of part two is actually really clever.
1: I have a question. Do yeah. you think that Clara deserves to be on the poster for Back to the Future 3?
0: Look, because well, right, right now we're looking at like the lineup of all three posters. Beautifully rendered by Drew Struzan. I do think... Here's why she fits there is just because of the one consistency. Two, yeah. yeah. Back to future one with just Marty two with Marty and doc. And then part three, you have Marty doc and Clara and I like their color clothes like part two, they're wearing the future clothes, but no, I th- I'm I think put that...
1: Einstein right there.
0: Uh, but like how how like you have him on his hind legs, I just think that it should be all wrong. I know, I think that I think that fits too. I was also noticing on these posters that like the DeLorean is the flames, right? Yeah. But the DeLorean in part two is the future one. Yeah. And then part three, there's the train tracks. Yeah. It's pretty nice. So anyway, that's like how they like came up with the movie, and ultimately it's because Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale wanted just to do a western. So they're oh, like, let's okay. just have the third one be... That's why that's the third fair. one is like entirely a Western.
1: I don't dislike two. I don't dislike any of them, but...
0: I think it's just because so much is happening in two that the since the third one is only the past, I get a little... They both feel kind of light in comparison to one.
1: That part where Doc, he drinks the stuff. God, God. What are you doing? I've lost her, Marty. There's nothing left for me here.
0: All right, but that's why you got to come back with me. Where? back to the future
1: right let's get going great gentlemen excuse me but my friend and i have to catch a train amen damn it no (laughs) Ah!
0: Ah! Ah! come on doc wake up wake up doc how many do you have just one just one (laughs) yes okay what's great about they go so like all over the map as far as like chronology, right? It's yeah. like they continually do, they repeat things throughout the movie, right? So like in every film, the clock tower is like an important aspect of the movie. Yeah. Like no matter like where they are in the timeline. Marty in every movie is knocked out and revived by Leah Thompson playing a different character. Mm-hmm. And then he always like sees her and goes, Mom, is that you? you are
1: there now. Been asleep for almost nine hours now. I had a horrible nightmare. Dreamed I went back in time. It was terrible. Well, safe and sound now, back in good old 1955. 1955? Mom, is that you? Just relax, Marty.
0: You've been asleep for almost two hours.
1: Oh, I had a horrible nightmare. It was terrible. Well, you're safe and sound now. Back on the good old 27th floor. 27th floor!
0: Mom? Mom, is that you?
1: There, there now. You've been asleep for nearly six hours now. I
0: had this horrible nightmare. I dreamed I, was, I dreamed I was in a Western.
1: I was being chased by all these Indians and a bear. Well, you're safe and sound here now
0: at the McFly farm. McFly farm? Marty always enters a public drinking place, being and is mistaken for a relative by Tannen, who comes in and yells, <laughs> Hey, McFly! <laughs> hey, McFly! Hey,
1: McFly. Hey, McFly.
0: And also, Marty ends up being chased by Tannen in each movie, ends up being covered in manure at the end of the chase. Yeah. But I like in the third one, too, how they, they see like the picture, how it's changing. He's like,
1: great, Scott.
0: I know, this is heavy.
1: Yes, that word's great. I'm
0: coming, maybe I'm coming right on the third one a little bit more.
1: Okay.
0: This is the first film series to be filmed back-to-back sequels. Hadn't really been, been done before like this. And then they edited two while they were filming three because they were released six months apart. So they really are supposed to be wow. like a two-parter, basically. Yeah. It's now become more popular. Like, Lord of the Rings did it. Uh, the Matrix sequels also did that with, with like a little release window in between two and three. Mm-hmm. It's estimated they saved about 20 to $30 million by doing it this way.
1: Wow. So it was
0: like pretty smart to do it. I guess it was just kind of like miserable for Robert <laughs> Zemeckis to be like, editing one movie while shooting the other yeah production designer Rick Carter didn't want the future to resemble like the smoke and chrome of like a Blade Runner future he wanted it to be very like fun hopeful bright colors flying cars there's like a bunch of movies like this where you end up passing whatever like future predictions were made so now we're past 2015 there's obviously a lot of things in the movie that didn't happen 30 years, we'll have flying cars. Uh, Because I was going to ask you what you thought was like the funniest thing in there that you're like, that's ridiculous because we're not even close to that. But but then we waited a month and a half
1: to talk about
0: it. Some of the predictions they did make about the future though, that Mm -hmm. came true, that we would have cameras and drones, flat mounted TVs. And like smart home technology. Do you remember like they're coming home? But it, yeah, like it's kind of weird because like their door doesn't have a handle, which would just be dumb. Like some things yeah. are like, well, that'd never be like a good idea. Remember his like shoes clasp? He's oh, yeah. He's wearing that yeah. huge jacket like it fits to him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: ILM did the effects for the movie. They created something called Vista Glide, motion control camera system. Okay. There's a shot in the future where Michael J. Fox is interacting with three versions of himself in the same shot.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
0: Uh, Vistaglide allows an actor to portray multiple roles simultaneously on screen. This way it had the camera be able to move within the shot while they were all there in the screen interacting.
1: Weird. And that's Robert Zemeckis' thing, right? Pushing oh, yeah. Technology. He's always like trying
0: to push boundaries. Crispin Glover is not in this movie. However, his character appears. Do you remember? In the oh, future. my gosh. Uh, yet again, we've got another really weird acting thing going on. Because the first one, it was everything with um, your boy, Eric (laughs) Stoltz. Yeah. Crispin Glover did not want to come back for these movies. He and Robert Zemeckis have different reasons that they've given of why Crispin Glover didn't come back. Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis claimed that he asked for too much money. And Glover said it was a philosophical reason. And he didn't like how in the ending of part one, that when Marty returns back, the future... The resolve is that they're, like, rich and successful. And <laughs> that that's, like, philosophically, he's like, that shouldn't matter be... Okay. Who do you agree with?
1: It's Robert Zemeckis.
0: <laughs> so instead, they used a body double for some of his scenes in the future where there is a Crispin Glover lookalike. And then when they had to reshoot some of the scenes when they go to 1955, they again used a body double for him.
1: Yeah, that's not allowed.
0: Well, it's not allowed now, but it was at the time. And he sued them for a bunch of money for using his likeness in the movie. And it dramatically changed how producers deal, one, with replacing performers, and it was a key case in personality rights where you can't use likeness in a non-agreed upon project.
1: So so did he successfully sue?
0: He successfully sued
1: them. So it's kind of like you should have probably just given him the money to... Unless right, he didn't right? want to. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't... That's, well, that's the thing that's uh, like where they, Yeah, I don't know. And also, I told you about Elizabeth Shue.
1: Yes, my cousin's cousin.
0: That's right. Uh, She was recast as Jennifer. Oh, my argument is that he did technically go back and change 1955. So maybe when he came back, the reason she looked different is because he changed the past before she was born.
1: That's not airtight, but I understand it.
0: Um, They also didn't know what to do with her, so they knocked her out for the entire movie.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed in that. Yeah, she's been on the bench through a lot of change. She's on the bench when they're in like, when it's like pretty run down, that mm-hmm. neighborhood.
0: And, and their argument for leaving her there is that when they fix things in 1955, she should stay where she is temporarily and the world will resolve itself around her.
1: That doesn't make sense, but okay. I don't think it would have been that much have of a You could have worked her in or you could have gotten rid of her in a not like not so convoluted way. Wait. But she's like woven into the second one in a way that you, it's like hard to get rid of her.
0: Um, Michael J. Fox was accidentally hanged in real life in the third movie when they have that sequence where Biff Tannen strings him up. (laughs)
1: Yeah. He actually
0: did pass out for a little bit.
1: Oh my gosh. Very dangerous. How did that, how did they let that happen?
0: Accidents happen on the set. Do you think
1: somebody would have like gotten sued?
0: Oh, are you kidding? If Michael J. Fox would have died filming- No, but
1: even if he like got hanged, you could sue for that. Be like, what the hell? Ah,
0: I wonder if it was just like a mistake. (laughs) He's just just like, accidents happen. But he did, he passed out from it.
1: That's so crazy. That's like, um, now you see me? Isla Fisher. I've never seen that movie. She's in a huge tank. You've you've seen that movie, haven't you? I have. It's It's bad. It's not good. She's in a huge tank for a magic trick. And when she's screaming, she's actually, something went wrong and she got locked inside. And when she's screaming, she is like about to pass out. That's awful. She's about to like drown. She gives interviews about it sometimes. Oh, I'll it, never see there's it. there was a sequel. Now you see me too.
0: What a dumb, what a, what a, it's, now you don't. Like, <laughs> it's right there. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I can't believe when, when sequels don't do that. The Taken ones are also.
1: Yeah. What would you name it? Retaken. What would you name the third one?
0: Taken again with a vengeance.
1: <laughs> what about oh. with like a quiet place and a quiet place because it's part two, you're okay with it?
0: I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. What would you name it?
1: I don't actually mind part two.
0: No. Okay. Come up with a title right oh, now.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, a Quiet Place and um, a Loud One.
0: Uh, and another one.
1: And a, uh, a Brighter Place. Another one. A, a Loud Place That Scares You. Another one. <laughs> quiet Place. Again. Another one. A Quiet Place and Let's Go to Town. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I said last?
0: Hey, that is just your go to I don't know why. I mean, they do kind of go to town. <laughs> All right, another thing in this movie, uh, Doc says to Clara, he's coming clean with her, right? Of like what he is, right? Yeah. He says, I'm from the
1: future. I came here in a time machine that I invented. And tomorrow, I have to go back to the year 1985.
0: In the first movie, Marty says to Doc... I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now, I need your help to get back to the year 1985.
1: Oh. Is that kind of cool? Yeah, uh, that's why that line reading of "Great Scott" and "Heavy" are so don't you good. You just kind of
0: feel like you've like been with these characters. Oh, for they're so my best long. friends, you're Doc l- and Marty. You feel like you've watched them for like five seasons.
1: I think this would be a very fun Halloween costume, which we lightly discussed in the last podcast. But I think Doc and Marty together is like a very funny couple's uh, costume. Who would
0: who would we be?
1: Well, I think you would be Doc because you're taller. Okay. And I would be Marty.
0: But don't you think that's funnier if I'm Marty and I'm taller and you're Doc.
1: Oh yeah, that's kinda of funny too.
0: Or you could be Marty and I could be the DeLorean. Oh, I'm trying you to think...
1: always take it a little too far.
0: No, that's like You do. No, that's that's why it's funny. <laughs> listeners, listeners, check this out.
1: <laughs> no, it's funnier to be Doc and no, Marty. I've
0: been trying to pitch Courtney on going as she goes as Indiana Jones <laughs> and I go as a boulder not fun thing. and then we go to a halloween party and occasionally courtney will just like walk into the room and like be eating some food or something and then i will run in the room and she'll slowly and then i'll chase her yeah i'll chase her out of the room it'd be so funny people would love it
1: if you'll somersault chase me i'll do it
0: yeah i'll roll in like a ball
1: or what if you were what if i was marty and you were the clock tower how would you beat the delorean
0: yeah, that's funnier yeah, you just kind of like i'd wear i'd wear it like un, like too big around my torso and then i would just kind of be wearing like black clothes every
1: time i have a good idea you just make it better yeah be ruined.
0: I agree. yeah <laughs> and listeners uh call in call into our special number and let us know we can use we can come back to this well the yeah. back to the future for a while that's true we, oh, I think we only have this year to really pull off the one we have in mind. That's true. Do you think we'll actually do it?
1: Yeah. We're going to... Uh, everyone will be having a party this year. I
0: just feel like we always have like... Uh, we get a little ambitious with like our Halloween costume plans. And then like a week before our party, we're like shit. And then we have <laughs> to like... We like put together half ass thing from Walmart.
1: No, we're not going to half... We can't half-ass this one.
0: I, uh, yeah. I would like to think that that's true.
1: Okay. Well, we have our Halloween costumes, so nobody tried to convince us to be anything else, like Indiana Jones in a boulder.
0: That's also timeless. You can revisit that. If <sighs> you... I mean, there's another Indiana Jones movie coming out next year. Back to the Future Part Two was released November 22nd, 1989. So I was alive when this was, when that was released. It made 336 million dollars, which is 717 million, wow, in our dollars, less than the first one. Which is kind of surprising because usually like a sequel after a really huge hit, sometimes even if it's not as well liked, it usually has like a bit of a bump. 66% Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Wow, what's the first one?
0: Like 93. It's kind of rough. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that much of a step down even. I mean, it's 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 too bad. It's tough to follow one of the best movies ever. Yeah,
1: made. I would give it like in the, in the 80s. I would
0: too. Um, part three was released six months later, it opened to $243 million worldwide, which is $492 million. So it's even a drop from the second one. Oh. I wonder if people were kind of lukewarm on two.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, 80% Rotten Tomatoes. It's funny because I feel like people think fondly of this trilogy though. Yeah. And it's kind As of like- As a whole. Yes. Yeah. In the future, there was an animated show, which featured like, it was like the adventures of Doc, Clara and their two kids. They like, okay. did a couple seasons of this animated show. But other than that, and then like, a bunch of parodies, right? Like They usually like pay Michael J. Fox and Chris Floyd to come out for like a Super Bowl commercial. Like, but other mm-hmm. than that, there's really been no formal, canonical continuation of the story. And that's intentional. Uh, Zemeckis has final rights to all films in the franchise. And he has stated that he will block all attempts to remake or, re- to, or reboot the series until he dies. Whoa. And Bob Gale has said he would never make another film in the series without Michael J. Fox so and like i i just don't think you should i think no like, yeah it's they're pretty perfect as they are obviously like a perfect first movie a very like satisfying trilogy i would say it'd be fun to have more adventures but like especially now that they're older i just don't i it's anyway don't yeah. touch it i think but okay i won't do you think they absolutely will once they both die
1: maybe probably well nothing's sacred anymore
0: yeah let's, let's go with like parts two and three together who's your favorite character in the movies Marty. I got to say Marty as well. Oh, well, Doc. I'm always (laughs) torn between Doc. I know. I
1: thought about Doc too, but Marty's my favorite. Marty's
0: really good. I think I got to go with Doc.
1: Okay. Okay. What if I said Clara? What if I said Biff?
0: I think Biff is less fun in two and more fun as like Mad Dog Tannen. Yeah. Actually, for the longest time, didn't realize it was the same actor in the third one.
1: It's, yeah, it's he crazy? looks he looks different.
0: It's crazy how much a mustache can <laughs> dramatically change like your whole face. Obviously. Totally. Our at least favorite characters.
1: My mileage with his mom kind of got there's there's a lot of his mom. They really run it into the ground a little bit. So I, well, I'll like probably with, his, go with her. Like,
0: his Irish heritage. So it's like it
1: doesn't need to look like his mom. It could be somebody else
0: fact, that kind of almost doesn't make sense. I know. Because she's because Because they're genetic- flies. Yeah. They're not even- She's- Yeah. Wow, that is weird.
1: I know. I thought about that while we were watching it.
0: My least favorite probably is the old versions of them in 2015. Oh, yeah. I get a little bored at that point.
1: Really, the second one,
0: I feel like I'm treading water a bit until we get back to 1955. All right. Favorite moment.
1: I like the dance with Clara. I really like that part. Yeah, that's good. Least favorite part. I don't like when they're in the future very much. I just found that kind of boring. Interesting. Oh, I do like the hoverboard chase.
0: Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. The
1: chases are fun, no matter what.
0: I remember as a kid thinking the future stuff was like the best. Like I really thought it was like so inventive and I fun. I could see that. Yeah. My favorite moments. I like recreating all the past stuff in Back yeah. to Future Part 2. I love that. And like seeing everything from different angles, and just kind of like I I, I love that like filling in those gaps like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I really like in part part three the uh, the whole train sequence I think is really fun.
1: oh yeah that was great
0: yeah. And yeah. my least favorite moment I think I do get a little bored in the old west.
1: Yes, I forgot about the train where they're like about to fall off, and like then Claire is about to fall off, and, and he like goes barely, back to get her. Like barely hanging on. Yeah, that part's. That part i i wondered if she was gonna die really <laughs> yeah i think i think that would be would have been an interesting way to end that, that have been they're just dark. like
0: dark those movies do not like yeah. go that route well <laughs>
1: like they're just kind of like i imagine them just being like well that's the way it was meant to I mean, be.
0: like that's how they like we made it right because she did fall off into that yeah gorge. it's funny how he's he's so like we can't like the we can never know about our future we can't like alter with time but he's kind of like okay to do it sometimes yeah and it's kind of implied that he and his family are just floating all over time now (laughs) just like screw up a bunch of shit so
1: fun where would you go i don't know i certainly would not go back to 1885 the old west
0: no it's funny because he's like oh you know this is always my dream i loved westerns and i'm just (laughs) content to live the rest of my life (laughs) i would spend like maybe a couple hours at different times before the 1950s other than that i feel like
1: i think i would go back to the 40s or the 60s i would
0: hang out there Yeah. Oh, no, I
1: wouldn't want to live there. If you could just bounce around, though, if you had a time machine, where would you go? I would
0: just kind of check out all of them. Well, you'd be a little worried you'd screw stuff up, right?
1: Well, what if it didn't matter?
0: Well, as we've talked about, this is an overwrite timeline. So what if you inadvertently go and visit a battlefield in World War II and your presence there ends up killing an relative of yours somehow?
1: Hmm. I'll have to ruminate on that one. Can you mull that over? Yeah.
0: Okay, we finished a very iconic trilogy. We did. I want to ask you if you think that these movies lived up to, like, the hype of what they are.
1: I think the first one definitely did. Okay. And I could see the next two following. But, like, the height of 85 with the first Back to the Future, that's, like, how it was. Yeah. And that's, like, I don't remember my, like, I have, like, memories of childhood that are sort of like that. I mean, I wasn't born, I wasn't alive in 85, so... I don't necessarily have those exact memories, but like bleeding into like we talked about on the last last podcast, bleeding into the 90s as the youngest child and yeah. also I lived in like I lived in Edmond, Oklahoma, which was not like a bustling city. You <laughs> so were still living like, in, the still 80s, in the 80s, in right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think they lived up to the 80s okay. like the hype.
0: And it's interesting that's like part of what this grand experiment is anyway, of like introducing you to some of these movies in like your late 20s. Yeah. Cuz if if you watch these like I did, like back to back to back at age 12, uh, in my mind, they were all kind of on equal footing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it is interesting that like, now I would I would think like, I'm definitely like part one is head and shoulders above two and three. I still have a great time watching two and three. They're really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how would you rank them then?
1: One, three, two. Oh, here, here he goes. It's uh, the moment of truth. What's he going to say? Two and three are
0: just like both bad and good for different reasons.
1: Yeah. Well, you have to pick, rank them.
0: Oh. I think I might edge out too slightly.
1: So did I kind of change your mind with my discussion? My, uh, our conversation?
0: I don't know. I think just the rewatch in general really made me like reassess kind of where I place these in my brain. But I really like, I, the element of two of revisiting this stuff from part one is like so inventive and fun and like, what like a fun meta way of like saying, we know you like back to the future. Like it's such a great way of solving that. Yeah. Three is a better movie. I have more highs in two, but more lo- like lower lows in two.
1: Whoa. Something to think about. Something to think about for That's sure. how I rank them. Okay. I love Marty McFly. I now feel like I have, I can get a Back to the Future t-shirt. I've never done that because I've, you know, like when you're we're worried, going to Universal. You're worried
0: someone like kind of how you always wear Nirvana.
1: It smells like teen spirit. Um, Back to the Future t-shirts and merchandise is fun. So maybe I'll buy one. And
0: they are. I mean, it's, it's, there's like it's so classically 80s, like you said. Yeah. I wanted to follow up with a question from our last pod we did about the first one. Okay. You said you believe in time travel. <laughs> I do. Why do you think that we haven't seen the effects of time travel yet?
1: Because it hasn't been invented yet.
0: Well, if you're saying it's invented in the future, yeah. How come we haven't seen someone from the future of travel here?
1: Jishan, I would like to, I would like to point you toward some conspiracy theories surrounding simulation theories okay okay so if there are if we are in a simulation right i'm not going to do this justice but if we are in a simulation
0: walk me through it
1: there could be other planets who are uh, using us as their own little experiment so maybe they've invented time travel in a different universe
0: and we're in a simulation now
1: we're in a simulation but we haven't quite gotten there yet so it's been invented, but we haven't gotten to it yet. We haven't found intelligent life in the universe. So I believe when that happens, so then we'll, we'll start to start travel. In time.
0: So you think other people, like future humans, have created time travel and they have time traveled back and are just messing with us now?
1: Correct. Okay. That's the only... No, there's a lot of simulation theories. Oh,
0: okay. Is that your favorite one? Or that's just the one you think is real? I like
1: like that one. I like them all. Simulation theory is a really good time to think about. It it can also be very dark and scary, but...
0: (laughs) So that's the one you think is happening?
1: Mostly. I mean, anything's possible. Maybe we have invented it here and people are time traveling all the time. We just don't know.
0: Well, there's a couple of interesting things I've seen in some movies.
1: Like what?
0: Like in Looper where it's outlawed in the future. So we don't really see it mainstream, but only like criminal organizations have used it uh-huh. who are keeping on the DL because they don't want to get caught.
1: If anyone's interested in more simulation theory discussions, Dax Shepard has a podcast that where he talks about that with a with an, a friend. They talk about conspiracy theories and that's one of them.
0: I thought you were going to peddle your own podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: What would your conspiracy theory podcast be called?
1: Uh, Go to town with me and talk about the Conspiracies. You wouldn't
0: just call it court conspiracies.
1: Shit. That's good.
0: I didn't. I didn't even set myself up for that. I just came up with that as we were, as you were saying. You're you're. I'm not. One. I'm
1: not very good. Just like on the spot, where you ask me names of stuff.
0: I know that's why it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of three other movies, by the way, that fit. Remember how I had the three different timeline theories? Yeah. Immutable timeline, which is part three, which is. Even if you go back in time to steal an orange, yeah. you've always stolen that orange. Mm-hmm. I thought if I saw three other movies that fit that. Okay. One is called Predestination. Okay. With Ethan, not Ethan Hunt, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hunt. It is a uh, really trippy. I really recommend it. It was great. It was a movie where like afterwards I was just trying to figure it out and I was like, wait, 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 and it was like my brain was hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie called. It's in Spanish called Los Chrono Crimes, which is yeah. time crimes, where like a guy is like kind of caught in a time loop a little bit. Oh. Anyway, that one was interesting too, and kind of like a thriller. Oh. And then, oh, I can't believe we didn't think about this, Tenet. Oh. Tenet is immutable timeline because they are continually yeah, going they back do. and forth. Yeah. And it doesn't create a new timeline or disrupt anything. Every time they go back in time. It's
1: just, they've already done it.
0: That's always happened. Yeah. I still sometimes when I think about how that works in that movie, I don't really understand it.
1: I know it's a real, and we've seen it four times.
0: <laughs> that fight though, where he fights himself—it's so cool. It's grim. Anyway, that was Back to the Future. We watched them. Yeah. Uh, I
1: would rewatch the first one again. Probably not the others. Oh really? I mean, I would with like people who'd never seen them before. But like when I revisit this, if I ever want to, it'll be it'll just be the Back first. to the Future. Yeah, fun summer movie.
0: Iconic summer movie. If people want to find us. And this podcast, where can they do that?
1: You can find us on Instagram at Wife Watches. You can find us on Twitter at Wife underscore watches, not the underscore. You can send us an email. Tell us what you think, what movies we should do next. Oh, I always say that and then we just do another movie. But if you have a recommendation, send it our way um, at mywifewatchesmovies at gmail.com. Would you ever
0: actually take a recommendation from
1: someone? Totally. I think you're a little bit more of a stickler.
0: Yeah, I just feel like I have to have something to say about it. Because we've had some people be like, why don't you watch that movie?
1: I know. I would love to.
0: All we would do afterwards. I'm on your
1: side, listeners.
0: No, you're not. (laughs) Because I threaten you. I'm like, well, then you'd probably have to lead it because you know more about that (laughs) movie and you never want to do that.
1: That's true. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no promises. Yeah. Send us an email at mywifewatchesmovies at gmail.com or you can call into our Google Voice, which the number is 616-209-8518. Again, that number is 616-209-8518. Okay, let's go buy some merch.
0: All right, see you later.
1: Watch you later. And remember, your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one.
0: Um, Can I give you a note?
1: Yeah, I don't know who said that.
0: Doc says it and he's not in a hurry.
1: (laughs) Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. That's good. That <laughs> was a little slower. It was quite it was quite a bit slower. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's find somewhere in the middle.
0: Okay. <laughs>